Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of Touched by a Horse. I'm your co-host, Chris Angel, here again with your host, Chris Chapman. Hello, Chris. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks. I love our talks. This is only our second talk, really, but I, I already love them. So yeah, I do too. It's like we're old friends already. Must be. I must be from another lifetime somewhere. But uh, <laughs> well, I, I'm excited. We had a little bit of conversation before we hit record where um, we're talking about daring to dream at any age, which I love. And I I want you to start the conversation, but I'm excited to ask follow-up questions. So like, what does that mean to you? Why is that important to you? Why it's important is because I think a lot of people, especially women, um, a lot of us spend a lot of time caretaking other people. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, I didn't, couldn't even imagine my life past 25 or 30. Mm-hmm. Um, and now here I am 68 and it's so I just kind of fell, things fell into place. Mm. Uh, my life worked out pretty amazingly, but there wasn't a great plan or a great vision of, of it. And I think that happens to a lot of women. Um, part of it's a self-worth thing. Part of it's um, just being busy with life. Mm. And so to make the time for ourselves to create a vision to dare to dream about what if money was no object or if I wasn't in this job or whatever the or is for somebody um, to dare to start to dream and to really write down a vision yeah um, and just you know whether it's going for a walk or falling asleep at night or whatever the time is, but start making the time and then writing it down. There's something that happens um, from our heart, from our brains to our hearts. The channel is through our hands. Mm. And so if that's art or it's writing, um, it starts to manifest on a physical level from our, the thoughts in our head to where our heart is. Mm. Um, so I love that part of it. And I know that for myself, every time I've written down a vision or really, really focused intense, intently on what I imagined my life could be like, um, whether it was raising my daughter or uh, working 20 hours a day sometimes, I still would take the time to, to dream. Mm. And, um, and I think that just is vital for our life energy, but especially as we age. Um, but I think any age woman from, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s on up, um, to consciously dare to dream about what I deserve to have and what I want in my life and to really identify that and combine that with our uh, personal values and um, imagining the smells and what it will really feel like. It has to be a real somatic, Mm. sensual process. You can't um, have it in your head. It's you've really got to feel into it to start it manifesting and um it's real fascinating anyway what are some of the if i 
I think uh, most of us, when we think about dreaming, we're like, yeah, it's great. I'd love to do that. Uh, but I think a lot of us are on autopilot yes. in life. And um, we almost don't notice that we've stopped dreaming. We're so um, occupied by what's in front of us that we've, we're like, oh, I haven't dreamed in months or I haven't, I haven't revisited that real desire in a year or two. How, what are some of the signs that you've noticed maybe in your life or the people you work with where like when these triggers come or these, these warning signs are like, you should, this is a good sign that you should go dream a little bit. Um, I think one of the main things is just, um, it's, it, it can be despair, mm. um, but it's just that sense of when you run into somebody at the grocery store or something and you say, how are you doing? And they go, oh, I'm all right. Mm. Mm. I, yeah. I don't believe you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, there's a lack of enthusiasm in in a person's voice or in their story or they just get into all the money and you know i'm haven't had a vacation in a long time it's not even about that it's just about um the daily yeah. uh, um excitement in life i mm -hmm. think that's one of the main things is people um tend to just settle for um a banal existence or oh this is as good as it's gonna get um and you can accept that or you can still keep daring to dream mm. way and um uh i think that's just it really is the essence of a joy of life yeah. and it doesn't cost anything to mm. dare to start putting this down on paper there, I mean, you're think, bigger than yeah. I think there are um, times when, um, and I, this probably is different at different stages of life. I would imagine, maybe not. It may, maybe it's just the human condition. But I feel like there are. We, I think we've all had the, the taste of what it is to dream, and the excitement that comes with a dream or a vision. And then there's the we've done that enough times. We're like, yeah, I've dreamt before. I've done that before, and it didn't 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 give me what I wanted. I didn't get where I was aiming to go. And so if I can't have it, why dream it? Like, and I think we get to these moments where we kind of like put a lid on our vision. Yeah, the limiting beliefs. Um, I think we give up. Mm. Um, uh, I think we get beat down by the culture and by our life, personal life situation or whatever it is. Yeah. And, um, uh, and I, I don't know what the, exactly that is, but it's something inside of us that keeps, um, part of its self-worth or lack of self-worth, I think, but just resigning to, um, oh, this is just the way life is. Mm. And, and maybe it doesn't have to be just the way life is. Yeah. Yeah. I, there was, um, you said something before we hit record where you were talking about just sort of, um, it, it wasn't adjusting. It was like staying in the essence of the vision. Like maybe sometimes it's not that we uh, have a vision and we have to have all of the things of the vision because it doesn't always unfold the way we think in our heads or imagine it in our heads. But I loved that when you said that the essence of the vision, I feel like there's some, it, it would be easier to relate to 
and find joy in my vision if, it, if I were just staying in the essence of it and not being attached to the other parts of it. Yeah, um, that just actually has happened to me recently um, where I've been working on my vision. I graduated from Touch by a Horse program. Mm. Um, I had sold my house. Um, I've been renting a little place with some friends. Um, and but I still kept working on my vision, but it wasn't happening. I, I one of the essences of my vision was that I knew at my age I don't want to do this alone. I imagined a six hundred acre ranch in Montana and two or three classmates would have their own little houses and we'd share a barn and all that kind of stuff, but nobody's jumping on board and Mm. I, I'm getting old. Time's going on, and I have to move out of this place. Mm. So I started not limiting the vision, but I got real clear on what's the most, the three or four most important elements of my vision. Mm. For me, my first one was to have my horses in my own backyard, mm. and I wanted some big trees, and I did want community. Mm. Um, but then I let go of where I thought I was supposed to be. Was it going to be back in Minnesota, Montana, Wyoming? I, nothing was coming together. So I just focused on the elements and let go of where I thought I was supposed to be and just that pretty much as spirit put me where I can best serve. And within a short amount of time, um, I'm actually moving in a couple of, uh, in less than two weeks, to a 10-acre little ranch. I'm going to rent it. It's south of Denver. Mm. It's not any place I thought I would be, but I'll have horses in my own backyard. I've got big trees. Mm. I've got a creek running through it, mm. and, I've, and I'm within uh, a half an hour of several of my classmates or my teacher, and it's on the edge of um, suburbia and rural Colorado. Wow! Wow! So I love that. All of a sudden, I've I will have the essence of a new life mm. um, at 68, and it's for my forever home. Maybe, maybe not. Mm. Um, yeah. uh, but it's uplifting it's lifted my heart it's all the parts of me are in going to be in one place again so that's how i um took the essence um yeah yeah of my of my vision of my dream and then and let go of how i thought i would it was supposed to manifest and mm. and it manifested anyway <laughs> isn't that beautiful um, yeah it's pretty fun that is so fun. I love that. I, when you were describing that, um, I just, I could feel all the places where um, I get attached to the parts of my vision. Yes. And, and then, um, but how refreshing it is if I just came back to revisit the elements that really mattered. The ones that, to your point, like you didn't use these words, but the things that made my heart sing, the things that felt good, that lifted my spirit. I'm like, these elements lift my spirit. And I've been so distracted with all these other things that don't. 
and they came they came with my vision or they came with as i went down the road of my vision all these other things came with it and they don't lift my spirit right and uh, so as you were describing your the essence of it right i was just like oh that sounds so refreshing (laughs) you know yeah and and so how do we go about doing that and one of it is you just becoming aware of well that's not feeding my soul Mm. that's extra weight or baggage that i think i have to carry but just investigate it maybe i don't um yeah it's it's a uh it's an exciting process really um and uh, i could feel it just like you right now could Mm. feel it's like wait a minute that's a baggage thought Mm. that's limiting belief or that doesn't serve me or how how does that serve the values of who I am and what I believe in and what does make my heart sing and my own self-worth with all of that and I love working with women um, combining all those elements their values and and just daring to dream if money was no object if was no object yeah you know things like that it's it's um, a lovely process. I think there's some, um, obviously there's some work that we can do ourselves. You mentioned journaling um, when it comes to daring to dream, um, going for a walk and just feeling into the elements of the things that really matter. But I know that there's like the work that you do specifically um, with horses and uh, the, the whole gestalt thing you went to learn through from Melissa, Touched by Horse, the whole process. Um, how does that fit into this conversation of daring to dream like so what i think what comes up or what can come up mm. in the process of daring to dream is the all the limiting beliefs the background work that still mm. needs that a person mm. can identify with and then heal that part because that's some of the parts that are getting in the way of of that um the pain and suffering that keeps us from um actually living uh a more fulfilling life and um and so the gestalt part the horse part all fits into that where it, it might start out as a let's just say a women's workshop uh, creating a vision mm. and things will come up for people. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it can be old pain and grief. It can be um, all family beliefs um, and limiting uh, thoughts. It's like, who do you think you are? You can't do that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So it would be then pulling out those parts for a person whether it was a group or an individual person, really um, helping them identify what are those limiting beliefs and um, and just all the baggage that's holding us back. Yeah. In the that, background that becomes the background. Right. Um, that that is the work that you do, right? With horses, like when people come to your uh, and just remind me the the types of work. Do you do retreats? Do you do one-on-one work? What is the scope of what you do with people? I mostly, um, I don't have any retreats lined up yet, but that's a goal that I would love to be able to work towards. 
um, uh, what I am doing and developing is one-on-one uh, -on -one clients because that's where I really feel my strongest calling um, and my best ability. One-on-one, um, -on -one, either phone coaching with or without horses, you know, in person. Um, there's a lot of different ways to put packages together for that. Yeah. Um, also like women's workshops where it would be like a, a weekend workshop that we start on a Thursday night or a Friday night and end on Sunday, but it mm -hmm. gives a lot of time to flesh out, like if it was a vision workshop, yeah. um, to flesh that out, but then also give each person in that group individual attention and, um, and the ability to look at and address that, that unfinished business as mm. it comes up for them. Right. Yeah. Those are the things, you know, that unfinished business is this, I, I, I think in some ways, um, you could do a lot of life work, you could do a lot of shadow work and still bump up against those things. You know, um, and I, I suppose people come into this work, um, working with horses, gestalt coaching, um, from different backgrounds of how much shadow work they've done. Some may have had no shadow work and some may have done a lot of work. And either way, <laughs> they still are coming with who they are and all the limiting beliefs they still have. And there's still work to be done. Yes, because we're never perfect. We're never perfect. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're never going to be done with this. I don't, yeah, right. I don't know. Right. But it's a journey. It's not the destination. And um, and one thing I love about women's groups is that the joy and the pain, um, the hard work is shared with with other women. So that that um, the shame, uh, not the shame that binds us, but um, mm. that holds us back and keeps us from connecting with other people. Um, creating a safe environment, um, confidential environment to really build a sense of community with other women so that we can see in this world where often we as women are pretty isolated, um, um, we can see that we're not the only one going through this or, you know, we're not crazy or goofy after all, but in fact, there is a common thread. Um, and there's a lot of vulnerability. I said this last time too, but it, as we age and our bodies change and um, how the world starts treating women different, basically, um, that, um, that vulnerability can get addressed with other people or just one-on-one -on -one with me and their clients in course and it just it's just a beautiful weaving together of um the healing and the energy and the opening a person up and and then yeah. healing that stuff that's the beautiful thing about gestalt is that it's a somatic process it's a um, a cellular memory process, and mm. then mm. Um, you're not just laid wide open, but actually there is this profound cellular healing mm. um, in the process mm. uh, that is often very, um, very permanent, um, mm. Mm. pretty expedient process. Yeah. Um, mm. 
And so to go visit all of that stuff at the same time creating and continuing to create the vision yeah. of what do I want my life to feel like and be like, like and, and the potential for fulfillment, um, that's the goal. Yeah, that's so great. I feel like there's, um, have you ever heard of seminar syndrome? Um, I think I know I haven't, but I but bet you I can know. get it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can get it. Uh, where, you know, we will go to uh, seminar after seminar. You could replace that with book after book or podcast after podcast. Like we keep looking for insights and answers. And, and, and I love that because I think as spiritual beings, I mean, energetic people, like we're looking for an access to the way things are, the way we're wired, what's my unique thing. And, and, um, and, and that oftentimes leads us to that type of shadow work or the stuff that we're doing to, he to heal. But the problem is, and maybe that's not a problem, but the, the, the limit to that type of work is that, like you said, it, it may lay you open, but it doesn't often heal. It actually kind of just creates more swirl, you know? Yes. Does that I, make sense? It absolutely makes sense to me. Um, and the other thing about that, I think uh, many of us are seekers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, we, want, we want something spiritual, something more fulfilling than just this human doing this part of yeah. our lives. Right. Um, right. And, and so we start the journey, uh, whether it's religious or spiritual. Um, a lot of times that might start in their 20s for people. Um, but what ends up happening, I think, at some point is that we're always looking for the answers outside of ourselves. It's like somebody else has got the answer to make me feel better. Yeah. And, and hmm. so to me, I see that as um, they're great tools to help. Yeah. The bottom line is that the answer for me is inside myself. The answer for you is inside yourself. Um, the answer for another person is is inside of them. Um, and so to take the tools we've learned, but then at some point you have to um, bring it back to yourself that this is this is my stuff. This is my journey. This is um, the work I need to do. And also you know, I don't have the answer for you any more than you have one for me, but, um, or anybody else, but my job would be to ask the right questions to help you be aware of what it is here, really, uh, what will make you fulfilled and satisfied and, and have a happier life. And the work through the trauma or yeah. whatever is holding people back from that. I do feel like we're in um, a new era where uh, in, the, in the past, it looked like um, looking to others for answers. And I think there's an awakening now where people are um, not wanting that anymore because they just, they just, they've tried it enough to where they know it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. And yeah. so they're now looking, we're, we are, as, as people are now looking for 
this type of an approach to coaching, this type of an approach to healing where, where you're clear that I'm the only one who can answer my thing, but that you provide an environment and a process for me to access those answers that I know are inside of me, but I've had a really hard time accessing. And I think that's what's so beautiful about the work that you do is that this is what we're ready for. This is what we're wanting. Yeah. Bringing it into um, our own awareness mm -hmm. um, and, and also our own responsibility. Um, mm. Yeah, good point. Sometimes people don't want to be responsible for this stuff. They want somebody to fix it for them. They want somebody else to have the answer. But, um, you know, that doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's why you get to do what you do, which is so beautiful. Yep. It's a great place to wrap if people wanted to connect with you because they're ready for this type of work. They're ready for their own answers. They're ready to dare to dream again. Yep. Um, and they want to use the process that you have. How, how do people reach you? Connect with you. Um, but you can go on my website uh, through theeyesofhorse.com mm. um, and I give a half hour introductory or exploratory um, phone call, free call. Mm. Just start opening up the dialogue of communication and see if it's a good fit me for them and what's possible and things like that. Um, yeah. I think the website's the best place. They can email me from there. They can call me personally from there. Perfect. Um, and then I've got a Facebook page and, and uh, um, also as an author of the, this Anthology 3 book, I've got um, I'm published in that so people can get an right. idea of where my heart and my connection and my journey's been. Um, not that it's about me, 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 but it's about um, letting people know that that they can go through a whole lot of stuff in their life and come out better on the other side of it if they're willing to do the work. It's beautiful. That that is Touched by a Horse, the third book in the Touched by a Horse series, right? Yes. And you have a chapter. Yes. In that book, yes. Perfect. And they can get that book. It's on Amazon. Is it also on your website? Sometimes people have it on their site. It's on my website. Um, okay. Yeah. And I can, they could call me and I could send it to them. Perfect. Perfect. So through the eyes of a horse.com, you guys can reach out to Chris there. Chris, thank you so much for um, always sharing so generously uh, and, and wisely. And I appreciate all that you're bringing to the world. Thank you. Thank you. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye-bye.